0: Welcome aboard for another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. John had a nice relaxing vacation last week to the West Coast, so he was not on the program. John, it's great to have you aboard for another episode of State Lines.
1: It is great to have the gang back together. Ryan was out the week before me. I was out last week. Uh, I didn't take a break from uh, picking some games that I maybe wish I would have picked the other way. But, hey, I'm back and uh, ready to get back at it and improve my record here on the program.
0: Well, the good news, John, is those picks were not on the air, and I'm not going to ask you to share those, so you get a mulligan for last week, whatever those picks were. Me and Ryan, though, we both went on the record, and I had a 2-1 week last week. I'm going to brag a little bit. 66% winners a week ago had the Buffalo Bills as a small underdog at Tennessee. They won outright. Also, had Vic Fangio against the Chargers. The Denver Broncos, as an underdog, get their first win outright of the season, so a couple of dog winners. I had them on the spread, not on the money line, but winners nonetheless. Big miss, though. Hey, I tell you when I win, and I tell you when I lose. Huge miss with the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield looked atrocious, even though he really did shake Richard Sherman's hand. I don't know what Sherman was thinking about. So a 2-1 week for Jason Gotch. Ryan, how did you do last week?
2: Well, I was on the other side of uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, which you're you're crowing about. But the only reason the Bills covered was because the Titans kicker, Cairo Santos, missed four field goals. Which landed him on the unemployment line come Monday. So, you know, you live and die in the gambling world on the life of an NFL kicker, and uh, you got you got the fruits of that that debacle. And I was on the other side. Uh, I missed with the Giants against the Vikings, but my the play I really wanted. I was I had the the Cardinals and Bengals playing to a tie, and with just a few minutes left in that game, they were tied. We had a chance but the Bengals couldn't stop the Cardinals and they kicked a field goal at the gun to win it. Deprived us of the overtime and the chance for a, a great tie between those two winless teams.
0: Well, Ryan, the good news is that if you go back with the Titans in upcoming weeks, at least for this week, Cody Parkey, we know how good he is being based in Chicago. You will have him on your side if you pick the Titans. Good luck to you if you take them with Cody Parkey kicking. And also, I was watching the Bears Raiders game, which was a good ending as far as a thrilling ending. Disappointing for Bears fans. We'll talk about that in a moment. But... I was thinking about you as I saw that Cardinals and Bengals score scroll across the screen because it was tied for so long and late into the fourth quarter, and you called it on this show on State Lines. You called a tie in that game, and you said it was probably like plus 10,000, and you almost hit it. So I got to give you credit for going out of the limb, and you came so close yet so far away. But Ryan and I will try and get you some winners this week, as will John. Fellas, uh, before we get to anything else, let's talk about the Chicago Bears last week. Uh, Chase Daniel and company, disappointing loss to the Raiders. The defense did not show up in the first half. The offense did not show up to the in the first half in London. The Bears at this point three and 3-2, but they don't cover against what many people think is an inferior Raiders team. So, John, what are your thoughts on the Bears so far?
1: Yeah, so uh, but back to when we you know, started this journey, I've been under on the Bears' win total all year. Nine and a half wins uh, sounded like a recipe to lose when they go nine and seven to me. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm seeing from this team. They've yet to lose by more than a touchdown in the Matt Nagy era, which means that you're having a lot of close games that can be decided by just one or two plays or like we saw in London, one big drive by Derek Carr and the Raiders offense to end the game. And, and that's how you get to, you know, just a game over or two games over 500 uh, in my eyes. They're going to be bobbing up and down uh, near the middle mark all season. And I think that, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, nine and seven uh, is not going to cover a nine and a half win total. So that's kind of what I've been expecting from the Bears.
0: Ryan, the Bears with the bye this week. They have the Saints at Soldier Field a week from Sunday. But this is a Bears team that you haven't been a big believer in either this year. The defense, which is supposed to be so good, did not do the job against the Raiders. And one thing you mentioned on last week's show. Uh, the Bears' dimension on offense last year with Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback, running a lot. This year, not so much. Plus, he's got a dislocated shoulder miss last week. Chase Daniel is not mobile at all, and the Bears' offense right now looks lost.
2: Yeah, and we talked last week, you know, if the Bears are going to make a run, the defense needs to be historic, and, you know, that's, that's the hard part. You have a very, very small margin for error. I mean, they weren't good last week against the Raiders. They weren't bad. I mean, they were great in the second half until the final drive. But it just, you know, your margin for air, for error is so slim. Um, you know, right now, they're about anywhere from 3 to 4 to 1 to win the NFC North. Uh, the Packers are, are the favorite. Uh, to make the playoffs right now, the Bears are plus 125, um, which means, you know, it's actually against the Bears making the playoffs. I said last week I thought that Raiders game was a must-win game because of what the schedule is the rest of the way. You know, and kind of looking at it, I still think – they have a decent chance to make the playoffs. I mean, they're, this Saints game is huge. You know, they're going to be off the bye going in next week, and then the Chargers at home. I mean, they've got some home games coming up. They can kind of get things righted. As I look at the schedule and, and what's going to happen with the Bears, I just know it's going to come down to that last game, December 29th. They're at the Vikings. They're going to need that game to make the playoffs, whether it be at nine and seven or somehow get to 10 and six, but probably nine and seven. The NFC isn't as good as we thought. You know, a lot of teams have flaws. The so Bears are still going to have a chance. It's going to come down to that last game, December 29th. And the good news for them, Kirk Cousins will be on the other side <laughs> for the Vikings. <laughs>
0: And one thing, I know it wouldn't have worked out last week for all the gamblers out there, but when you bet against Kirk Cousins, a lot of times, probably more often than not, you're going to be on the right side of the gambling ledger because he has a way of letting you down, especially in the big games. And of course, the Bears with the bye this week, they'll play the Saints a week from Sunday. And one reminder about the Bears, folks, last year they were 3-3, and they finished 12-4, and so they have shown the ability, at least they did last year, to have a mediocre start and then go on a run we'll see if that holds up this season this is state lines where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois my name is Jason Gotch I'm joined as always by my co-host John Spataro and our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher and fellas uh, you alluded to it a moment ago but let's talk about it in depth the Packers Lions tilt on Monday night football Lambeau Field this is a big game not only for these two teams but also for the Chicago Bears because the Packers are off to a four and one start that that impressive win in Dallas last week. And that Patricians-Lions, after that bad game in Arizona to start the year where they, they led most of the way and settled for a tie, they've been pretty good too. Lost a tough one in the closing seconds. The Lions did it home against a, a, a the Chiefs last time out, but Detroit is plus four in the Monday night game this week at Green Bay. So, John, give me your thoughts on this contest. Can the Motor City Kitties go on the road and surprise the Packers?
1: This is going to be a game of uh, two teams with relatively coaches Matt LaFleur is in his first year and Matt Patricia is in his second year Uh, and what I like about both of them is that they've kind of changed their identity around their quarterbacks the Lions used to be an air raid offense with Matt Stafford throwing the ball 50 times a game and you know trying to get every single yard through the air but they've actually resorted to a little bit more of a running first offense in, in at least the first few games of this season and Green Bay is somehow four and one with Aaron Rodgers playing nowhere near at least what we think he's capable of. He's actually had some uh, big decreases in his numbers in you know, terms of yardage, touchdown throws, everything. Uh, it's just not the A-Rod that we're used to seeing. That being said, I, I like the Packers in this game. They're 22-3 and three straight up in the last 25 games uh, at Lambeau Field against the Lions, uh, but I really don't see an option where the Packers lose this game. In terms of how it can affect the Bears, by the way, just for a, a quick note, it really can't. It can only get less worse for the Bears. If the Packers win and go to 5-1, and one, and that drops the Lions to 2-2-1, two, two and one. yeah, the Bears move into second place, you know, provided what the, the Vikings do as well. But I don't want to be two games down uh, on the Vikings uh, coming out. Or I'm sorry, two games down on the Packers coming out of the bye week. And if the Lions win, you're firmly in third place. And again, depending on what the Vikings do, possibly uh, in fourth place in this division, which nobody saw coming, Uh, at this point in the season so you got to hope that every team loses in a single week like they did in week four when every other NFC North team lost Uh, but if you're a Bears fan you're going to be watching this game probably rooting for the Lions because they're not the Packers and that's just how it goes.
0: Ryan you're a Wisconsin guy you know the Packers as well as anybody give us your take on Packers Lions Monday night at Lambeau.
2: Yeah I mean John threw out some stuff you know 22 and 3 but I mean, that hasn't been the trend the last few years. I mean, that was, you know, it was about 25 years the Lions did not win in the state of Wisconsin, but they've, they've broken that the last few years. The Lions have actually beaten the Packers four straight times. Um, I think this is a tough, tough spot for the Packers. Uh, you know, they got the big win in Dallas. They're 4-1. and one. They've already beaten, beaten the Cowboys. They've beaten the Vikings. They've beaten the Bears. They played the Eagles. Through, so they've played a tough schedule. Now people are looking at them going, oh, they're four and one. They got the Lions this week, Raiders next week. Good chance to get to six and one before you know the schedule gets a little tougher with a trip to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's not that easy. I mean, the Lions are coming off a bye. I think they're much improved. They're gonna run the ball. Now the Packers have some injuries that worry me. I I'm not sure Devontae Adams is gonna play again. And the Packers scored a lot of points last week against the Cowboys, but the wide receivers did next to nothing. Um, and it's hard to continue to do that week after week. They've got some injuries on defense. They gave up a ton of yards to the Cowboys, but they made some opportune plays with sacks and, and interceptions. Um, but that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. And, and you know, John talked about the Lions being able to run the ball. Well, that's where the Packers have really struggled. And uh, I, I think the Packers are going to get the win, Maybe. But I, if I got it with the line at the Packers by four, I'm going to take the Lions and with a real chance to come in and, and pull the outright upset.
0: I'm with Ryan on this one. I love situational gambling, and I do believe this spot favors the Lions by a lot. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. It wouldn't surprise me if they do, but getting the four points, the Packers a huge victory at the Cowboys last week, two teams that many believe will be deep into the NFC playoffs this year, and the Lions coming off the bye. So you've got... Two spots right there with what the Packers did last week on the road, getting the big win and maybe a letdown coming home play in Detroit, even though it is a divisional game, plus the Lions with two weeks to prepare. I'll take the Lions plus the four in this one. This is State Lions along with Ryan Fisher, our Vegas insider, and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch we come back, our bet it or drink it segment, maybe my favorite segment of our show each week. I got a great long shot play here for the fellas to digest. John will give us an update on gambling in the state of Illinois. Hint, hint, it still isn't happening, at least legally. Ryan's got some trends and notes, and we'll pick our games of the week as well. Back with more after this. Welcome aboard for another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. John had a nice relaxing vacation last week to the West Coast, so he was not on the program. John, it's great to have you aboard for another episode of State Lines.
1: It is great to have the gang back together. Ryan was out the week before me. I was out last week. Uh, I didn't take a break from uh, picking some games that I maybe wish I would have picked the other way, but hey, I'm back and uh, ready to get back at it and then uh, improve my record here on the program.
0: Well, the good news, John, is those picks were not on the air, and I'm not going to ask you to share those. So you get a mulligan for last week, whatever those picks were. Me and Ryan, though, we both went on the record, and I had a 2-1 week last week. I'm going to brag a little bit. 66% winners a week ago had the Buffalo Bills as a small underdog at Tennessee. They won outright. Also had Vic Fangio against the Chargers, the Denver Broncos as an underdog, get their first win outright of the season. So a couple of dog winners. I had them on the spread, not on the money line, but winners nonetheless. Big miss, though. Hey, I tell you when I win, and I tell you when I lose. Huge miss with the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield looked atrocious, even though he really did shake Richard Sherman's hand. I don't know what Sherman was thinking about. So a 2-1 week for Jason Gotch. Ryan, how did you do last week?
2: Well, I was on the other side of uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, which you're, you're crowing about, but the only reason the Bills covered was because the Titans kicker, Cairo Santos, missed Four field goals, which landed him on the unemployment line. Come Monday, so you know you live and die in the gambling world on the life of an NFL kicker. And uh, you got you got the fruits of that that debacle. And I was on the other side. Uh, I missed with the Giants against the Vikings, but my the play I really wanted. I was I had the, the Cardinals and Bengals playing to a tie, and with just a few minutes left in that game, they were tied. We had a chance. But the Bengals couldn't stop the Cardinals, and they kicked a field goal at the gun to win it. Deprived us of the overtime and the chance for a, a great tie between those two winless teams.
0: Well, Ryan, the good news is that if you go back with the Titans in upcoming weeks, at least for this week, Cody Parkey, we know how good he is being based in Chicago. You will have him on your side if you pick the Titans. Good luck to you if you take them with Cody Parkey kicking. And also, I was watching the Bears Raiders game, which was a good ending as far as a thrilling ending, disappointing for Bears fans. We'll talk about that in a moment. But... I was thinking about you as I saw that Cardinals and Bengals score scroll across the screen because it was tied for so long and late into the fourth quarter and you called it on this show on State Lines. You called a tie in that game, and you said it was probably like plus 10,000, and you almost hit it. So I got to give you credit for going out of the limb, and you came so close yet so far away. But Ryan and I will try and get you some winners this week, as will John. Fellas, uh, before we get to anything else, let's talk about the Chicago Bears last week. Uh, Chase Daniel and company, disappointing loss to the Raiders. The defense did not show up in the first half. The offense did not show up to the, in the first half in London. The Bears at this point three and 3-2, but they don't cover against what many people think is an inferior Raiders team. So, John, what are your thoughts on the Bears so far?
1: Yeah, so uh, but back to when we you know, started this journey, I've been under on the Bears' win total all year. Nine and a half wins uh, sounded like a recipe to lose when they go nine and seven to me. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm seeing from this team. They've yet to lose by more than a touchdown in the Matt Nagy era, which means that you're having a lot of close games that can be decided by just one or two plays or like we saw in London, one big drive. By Derek Carr and the Raiders offense to end the game and and that's how you get to you know just a game over two games over 500 uh, in my eyes they're going to be bobbing up and down uh, near the middle mark all season. And I think that, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, nine and seven uh, is not going to cover a nine and a half win total. So that's kind of what I've been expecting from the Bears.
0: Ryan, the Bears with the bye this week. They have the Saints at Soldier Field a week from Sunday. But this is a Bears team that you haven't been a big believer in either this year. The defense, which is supposed to be so good, did not do the job against the Raiders. And one thing you mentioned on last week's show. Uh, the Bears' dimension on offense last year with Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback, running a lot. This year, not so much. Plus, he's got a dislocated shoulder miss last week. Chase Daniel is not mobile at all, and the Bears' offense right now looks lost.
2: Yeah, and we talked last week, you know, if the Bears are going to make a run, the defense needs to be historic, and, you know, that's, that's the hard part. You have a very, very small margin for error. I mean, they weren't good last week against the Raiders. They weren't bad. I mean, they were great in the second half until the final drive. But it just, you know, your margin for for error is so slim. Um, you know, right now, they're about anywhere from three to four to one to win the NFC North. Uh, the Packers are, are the favorite. Uh, to make the playoffs right now, the Bears are plus 125, um, which means, you know, it's actually against the Bears making the playoffs. I said last week I thought that Raiders game was a must-win game because of what the schedule is the rest of the way. You know, and kind of looking at it, I still think – They have a decent chance to make the playoffs. I mean, this Saints game is huge. You know, they're going to be off the bye going in next week. And then the Chargers at home. I mean, they've got some home games coming up. They can kind of get things righted. As I look at the schedule and and what's going to happen with the Bears, I just know it's going to come down to that last game, December 29th. They're at the Vikings they're going to need that game to make the playoffs whether it be at 9 and 7 or somehow get to 10 and 6 but probably 9 and 7. The NFC isn't as good as we thought, you know, a lot of teams have flaws, so Bears are still going to have a chance. It's going to come down to that last game December 29th and the good news for them, Kirk Cousins will be on the other side <laughs> for the Vikings. <laughs>
0: And one thing I know it wouldn't have worked out last week for all the gamblers out there, but when you bet against Kirk Cousins, a lot of times, probably more often than not, you're gonna be on the right side of the gambling ledger because he has a way of letting you down, especially in the big games. And of course, the Bears with the bye this week, they'll play the Saints a week from Sunday. And one reminder about the Bears, folks last year they were three and three, they finished twelve and four, so they have shown the ability, at least they did last year, to have a mediocre start and then go. Go on a run we'll see if that holds up this season this is state lines where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of illinois my name is jason gotch i'm joined as always by my co-host john Spataro and our vegas insider ryan fisher and fellas uh, you alluded to it a moment ago but let's talk about it in depth the packers lions tilt on monday night football at lambeau field this is a big game not only for these two teams but also for the chicago bears because the packers are off to a four and one start that that impressive win in Dallas last week. And that Patricians-Lions, after that bad game in Arizona to start the year where they, they led most of the way and settled for a tie, they've been pretty good too. Lost a tough one in the closing seconds. The Lions did it home against a, a, a the Chiefs last time out, but Detroit is plus four in the Monday night game this week at Green Bay. So, John, give me your thoughts on this contest. Can the Motor City Kitties go on the road and surprise the Packers?
1: This is going to be a game of uh, two teams with relatively coaches Matt is in his first year and Matt Patricia's in his second year uh, and what I like about both of them is that they've kind of changed their identity around their quarterbacks the Lions used to be a, an air raid offense with Matt Stafford throwing the ball 50 times a game and you know trying to get every single yard through the air but they've actually resorted to a little bit more of a running first offense in, in at least the first few games of this season and Green Bay is somehow four and one with Aaron Rodgers playing nowhere near at least what we think he's capable of. He's actually had some uh, big decreases in his numbers in, you know, in terms of yardage, touchdown throws, everything. Uh, it's just not the A-Rod that we're used to seeing. That being said, I, I like the Packers in this game. They're 22-3 and three straight up in the last 25 games uh, at Lambeau Field against the Lions, uh, but I really don't see an option where the Packers lose this game. In terms of how it can affect the Bears, by the way, just for a, a quick note, it really can't. It can only get less worse for the Bears. If the Packers win and go to 5-1, and one, and that drops the Lions to 2-2-1, two, two and one. yeah, the Bears move into second place, you know, provided what the, the Vikings do as well. But I don't want to be two games down uh, on the Vikings uh, coming out. Or I'm sorry, two games down on the Packers coming out of the bye week. And if the Lions win, you're firmly in third place. And again, depending on what the Vikings do, possibly uh, in fourth place in this division, which nobody saw coming, Uh, at this point in the season so you got to hope that every team loses in a single week like they did in week four when every other NFC North team lost Uh, but if you're a Bears fan you're going to be watching this game probably rooting for the Lions because they're not the Packers and that's just how it goes.
0: Ryan you're a Wisconsin guy you know the Packers as well as anybody give us your take on Packers Lions Monday night at Lambeau.
2: Yeah I mean John threw out some stuff you know 22 and 3 but I mean, that hasn't been the trend the last few years. I mean, that was, you know, it was about 25 years the Lions did not win in the state of Wisconsin. But they've, they've broken that the last few years. The Lions have actually beaten the Packers four straight times. Um, I think this is a tough, tough spot for the Packers. Uh, you know, they got the big win in Dallas. They're four and one. They've already beaten, beaten the Cowboys. They've beaten the Vikings. They've beaten the Bears. They played the Eagles. Through, so they've played a tough schedule. Now people are looking at them going. Oh, they're four and one. They got the Lions this week, Raiders next week. Good chance to get to six and one before you know the schedule gets a little tougher with a trip to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's not that easy. I mean, the Lions are coming off a bye. I think they're much improved. They're going to run the ball. Now the Packers have some injuries that worry me. I, I'm not sure Devontae Adams is going to play again. And the Packers scored a lot of points last week against the Cowboys, but the wide receivers did next to nothing. Um, and it's hard to continue to do that week after week. They've got some injuries on defense, they gave up a ton of yards to the Cowboys, but they made some opportune plays with sacks and, and interceptions. Um, but that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. And, and you know, John talked about the Lions being able to run the ball. Well, that's where the Packers have really struggled. And, uh, I, I think the Packers are gonna get the win, maybe. But I, if I got it with the line at the Packers by four, I'm going to take the Lions and with a real chance to come in and, and pull the outright upset.
0: I'm with Ryan on this one. I love situational gambling, and I do believe this spot favors the Lions by a lot. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. It wouldn't surprise me if they do, but getting the four points, the Packers, a huge victory at the Cowboys last week, two teams that many believe will be deep into the NFC playoffs this year, and the Lions coming off the bye. So you've got two spots right there with what the Packers did last week on the road, getting the big win and maybe a letdown coming home play in Detroit even though it is a divisional game, plus the Lions with two weeks to prepare. I'll take the Lions plus the four in this one. This is State Lions along with Ryan Fisher, our Vegas insider, and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. We come back, our bet it or drink it segment, maybe my favorite segment of our show each week. I got a great long shot play here for the fellas to digest. John will give us an update on gambling in the state of Illinois. It still isn't happening, at least legally. Orion's got some trends and notes, and we'll pick our games of the week as well. Back with more after this.